Boom Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Hey folks, this is Frank Reynolds, and this is The Lies People Tell. And that was uh, President Joe Biden talking about his uh, old nemesis, Corn Pop. And I'm going to get into uh, what transpired at the White House, but it appeared that, uh, according to Joe Biden, Corn Pop had actually invaded the White House. So we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I apologize for dropping this uh, podcast a little bit later in the week than normal. I uh, was a little overcome by events because of Easter weekend and just a variety of different things going on, but I wanted to make sure I got one out. A good friend of mine, Melissa, who listens to the podcast every week, uh, reached out to me and said, Hey, where's my podcast? They're playing eighties country music at the work and I, I need something else to listen to. So for Melissa, here's your podcast. Um, back to, uh, Oba- uh Obama and, uh, visiting the white house and Joe Biden and, uh, uh, the confusion that ensued. I don't know if you saw where, uh, president Barack Obama returned to the white house a couple of weeks ago uh, to commemorate the 10th year anniversary of the affordable care act, or as we like to call it, the unaffordable care act, Obamacare. And, uh, he was in one of the, uh, ornate white house rooms. Uh, basking in the glory that is his when Joe Biden, I assume after he had had his pudding pop or a mid morning snack wandered in and he sees this long lanky black man and he thought popcorn had shown up. And so he pulled a, uh, secret service agent aside and he told him, listen, corn pop was a bad dude. And he's like, that's corn pop. He's a bad dude. He was, and he still is. We need to get him. The secret service explained to him, Mr. President, that's actually uh, former president, uh, Barack Obama is here to commemorate the affordable care act signing. And, and he's like, uh, no, no, this is, that's corn pop. I know corn pop. And he wanted to reiterate the dangerousness of the situation. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. So he wanted him to know that, uh, this guy is a danger. So he tried to get the secret service to escort him off the ground. They wouldn't do it. So if you saw the video, uh, it, it appeared that, uh, president Biden, a, no one would talk to him. It was actually kind of pathetic. No one would talk to him. Everyone was ignoring him. He was like the, uh, the one kid at, uh, the prom that no one wanted to have anything to do with, but he's, uh, reaching out, trying to get, uh, president Obama's attention. And people thought that they, you know, he was saying Barack, but we here at the lies people tell podcast actually engaged the surfaces of a lip reader. And the lip reader said that he wasn't saying Barack, he was calling him corn pop. He was saying corn pop, corn pop. And he's trying to get his attention and Barack basically, as we all saw, blew him off. Right. So yeah, uh, it was a rough week there. So it took a long time for them to finally convince him like, no, 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 that's not corn pop. 
You're not going to have to break bad with him. You're not going to have to wrap a, a chain around his head like you normally do or normally threaten to do. This is President Obama. So <laughs> craziness. As, speaking of that, and the reason why Obama was there, they, they said it was uh, to commemorate the 10th anniversary of Obamacare. What I believe it was is Obama was just tired of working remotely and decided to go into the office. So, you know, because we do know he's running the show. Anyway, uh, and along with that, did you see over the Easter weekend, uh, the Easter Bunny now ends up having to be the minder of the leader of the free world. I don't know if you saw the video where uh, Biden's out there wandering around wondering why all these people are at his house. And he's wanting to know actually where, what he's even doing there. And he gets asked a question about Afghanistan, and he starts to answer it. And the Easter Bunny steps into, uh, yeah, let's go, Mr. President. We need to get you out of here. So the Easter Bunny even knows that this guy's not allowed to speak in public. We can't let him talk. I mean, what are we doing here? This is, this is crazy. <laughs> but speaking of crazy... Uh, just, we just heard, uh, about Jen Psaki breaking down and crying. She was on some show, uh, being asked a question about the parental rights and education act that was passed in uh, Florida, which all the progressives like to call the don't say gay bill, although it doesn't say that anywhere in the bill. And she just broke down blubbering like a baby. I, you know, you wonder, you wonder what is going on in the, in the white house, when you have this kind of uh, reaction to a very simple question, it makes you wonder if they're really got a grip on things. I have to be careful about politics because of the, um, the hatch act police that are waiting outside in the bushes somewhere. I'm like going to get, uh, I'm going to get emotional about this issue because I just, it's horrible, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's like kids who are bullied and they, 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 like all these leaders are, are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it makes you feel bad, doesn't it? You know, you got the, poor Jen. She's just, you know, very emotional and easily, uh, worked up and just my goodness, you know? What what is going on at this White House? Well, I think what's going on is they know they are on the rocks. They are on a bobsled going downhill, and they can't stop. And it's rushing towards uh, the midterm elections and elections twenty twenty four. And they're just saying, "Oh my God, we're all going to be out of a job soon." So I think that I think the pressure may be getting to Jen, or or it could be. As I told my wife, she may be very emotional and upset because the cost of gasoline is so high. She's having a hard time keeping her roots colored, the color of gasoline. My wife didn't know what I was talking about. She says gasoline isn't that color anymore. Well, I beg to differ. I think it is. It's my joke, so I'm going to stick with it. But <laughs> there's obviously something bad going on at that place because these guys are just off the hook. I mean, this is the spokesperson for the president of the United States. And she's blubbering about a bill. It's claiming it says something that it doesn't even say in the bill. It's obvious. She's never read the bill 
and she's just using it as a talk boy. Now, I don't know if this is performance art or if she really is this much of a nut, loose nutcase mental job or what. Uh, probably a little bit of both. Uh, but my God, that doesn't instill a hell of a lot of confidence in anybody here in America or our allies around the world. It's uh, pretty scary what we're dealing with here. So another thing that uh, just come up this week there, because going back to the election, they know they're, they're toast and they know that they're cratering with the uh, young people. So they've decided that, Hey, here's a great idea. Let's forgive the student loan debt for all students, all college students now, but only in the twenties, not the guys in the thirties or forties or fifties who's actually played, paid their debt. Just the, the young guys, because the ones in the twenties, those are the ones that they want to come vote for Biden and vote for the Democrats. And they say, well, you know, our policies suck. Uh, no one likes us. So, Hey, let's see if we can buy their vote. Well, Charles Payne from Fox business had a few thoughts and I thought he had a very unique take. Now, Charles Payne, I don't know if you are familiar with is a African-American started out, grew up in, uh, in the Harlem and uh, worked his way up, joined the Air Force, got himself an education, became a Wall Street guy, and uh, learned finance and all of that stuff, become fairly wealthy as a, as a um, financial manager. And uh, then he's got a gig on Fox Business. He has a show. And I really like the guy. He's a common sense guy. He's a good conservative. And he's a good man. And he's got some good ideas that I think – and anyone with a brain in their head could not disagree with. And I want you to listen to his take. And this is coming from a black man. Progressives have hijacked the pain and suffering of black Americans for everything that they want to push. Mm. And it's despicable. Must stop now. I'm going to say something very vulgar to the progressives. Stop pimping black people. Okay. Now, here's the deal. Let's go through this in three ways. First and foremost, why would anybody in this country want to forgive student loan debt? 71% of folks with professional degrees have student loan debt. You know how much they make over a lifetime in earnings? 3.6 million. Doctoral, 3.3 million. Master's degrees, 2.7 million. If you have less than a high school degree, you make about 900,000 a year throughout your lifetime if you're lucky. Why the hell would someone who got a, dropped out of high school, only has a high school degree, pay the loan of someone who's going to make $3.6 million in their lifetime. So right then and there, it's nonsensical, it's unfair, and it's stupid. All right, point number two. Who owns this loan, this, this, this debt? 59% Asian students, 67% Hispanic, 70% white. Where is the racial justice? Where is the racial justice that she is talking about? Let's go to her, her district. I checked out her <laughs> district last night. 4.8% black people in her district. Who is she really helping in her district? That's correct. 73% white, over 60% graduation rate, more than double the national average. It is a gift to her white donors. One more thing, let's go this. Who are her donors? Try Microsoft, number one donor. You know how many black people work for Microsoft? You can go down to the next train station and find more. 3% are managers. It's one of the largest corporations in the world. Now, here's the problem. They keep saying, well, black people have more of a percentage. You know, it's harder to pay it back. That's not the, that's not the, the, the college loan. 
That's society. That's Microsoft. That's progressive corporations who will write a check to a bogus organization and buy a $6 million house instead of really hiring people, training people. They're the ones who don't believe in black people. Microsoft, the people that progressive are, are, are protecting, the whole thing is a sham. It must, it must stop. But here's the reason why. Have you ever asked yourself, why hasn't it stopped? If it's so easy for progressives and Biden, why haven't they signed off on this yet? Why? Try that the federal government... Biden is making $23 billion a year off the interest. So it's a pretty big economic decision. Okay, you want to forgive $1.5 trillion? You just want to make it go up in smoke? Okay, and then on top of that, $23, $25 billion a year in interest? Listen, it's an economic disaster. It's a farce. You can't tell me on one hand we're going to help people go to college, and on the other hand tell me college doesn't pay for itself. You can't have it both ways. One has to be correct. One has to be correct. Well, college tuition is definitely inflated. Of course it's inflated. It became inflated when the government got involved. When when President Obama kicked the private sector out, when when a banker would look at your your, your application and say, okay, you want a four-year degree in pottery and you want to pay $200,000 for it, the bank can't approve it. That's right. So President Obama said, okay, we'll take it over. Here we are now, $1.5 trillion later, and they want every American to pay, again, a professional degree, $3.6 million. You know, I have five it's buddies over. It's called redistribution, Charles. That's it is called what redistribution. It is. That's what, it it is. Is. That's what socialism is. I but, have, it, but you're right. It skews to the professional class. Of course it does. Yeah. I have five friends over to watch the fight this Saturday. Let me tell you. Uh, one just retired from construction. Nice pension. Funding his 401k. One's driving a bus for 40 years in New York. Neither one of them have degrees. Another's a sales professional. He makes over, you know, makes six figures a year. Only one guy there had a college degree, and he paid his off years ago. Not one of them talked about, they were all black men in their 50s or early 60s. None of them talked about racial justice being paying off student loans. They were worried about their grandkids, particularly in these large progressive cities that don't seem to get anywhere. If you want to ever really justify this, I would say to the congresswoman, talk to your donors. Why they're not helping the people in these cities the right way. Talk about the education that leaves these kids unable to get a real competitive job. And don't put them in college when A, they're not prepared for it, and B, you're telling me it doesn't work anyway. And boy, he is really on fire and he's telling the truth. It It is stunning that they're considering this. And do not be surprised if they sign an executive order uh, uh, forgiving all this uh, student debt. Now, here's the thing. You have colleges like Harvard. Harvard has an endowment, I think, of, a, of approximately $40 billion, with a B, billion dollars. They have a slush fund. That's what the endowment is, a slush fund of $40 billion. Why don't they go ahead and just confiscate that and use that to pay off student debts? And when that runs out, you know, have their donors pony up a little bit more. Take it from Harvard and Yale and Princeton and Stanford because they all have huge endowments. But no, 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 no. We've got to pay the the luggage, the, the, the cargo freight, the freight uh, for that, the taxes. We have to all pony up for these guys. Now, granted, I've got a college degree, uh, and I paid for both of them. And I work my ass off to do it. That's, you know, the way the world is supposed to work. 
buying a buying a uh, vote by doing that. Hey, if they're too lazy and unwilling to pay off their student debt, what makes them even think they're going to go turn out to vote? I mean, you know, it's like, you know how it is. Is they always say never give your car or, or your kid a car because they'll trash it because they don't value it. It's the same type of thing. They won't value this, you know, they'll look at, well, what else have you got for me? It, it is insanity at its best, but boy, do not be shocked if you see it happen. And this is where the Republicans, if they want to do more than talk Mitch McConnell and all those guys and Kevin McCarthy, they would figure out a way to block that. They would figure out a way to sue, to stop that from occurring. Will they? Who knows? You know what I mean? It's uh, those guys are such weak sisters. Uh, it's hard to believe that they'll do anything. And the other big story is Elon Musk, you know, wants to buy Twitter and he's offered 43 billion. Now think about it, 43 billion. He's got, he's worth like 150 billion, but it's not like he has that cash in his pocket. I mean, this is assets and projections and property and all this stuff evaluations, but I mean, he's obviously incredibly wealthy, the wealthiest man in the world, I guess at this point, but he's offered 43 billion to buy Twitter and they don't want to sell it because they don't like the fact that he wants a platform that's supposed to be dedicated to free speech to allow free speech. Give, give it a listen. Here's a Elon Musk talking about why he wants to buy Twitter and the purpose behind his bid to purchase Twitter at a Ted talk he did in, uh, I think it was Canada. Well, I think it's very important for, uh, there to be an inclusive arena for free speech, having a public platform that is maximally trusted, um, and, 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 and broadly inclusive, um, is extremely important to the future of civilization. But you've, um, you've described I, yourself. I, I don't care about the economics at all. Right. So he wants it. So, uh, he thinks it's important to have a free speech platform an ability to be able to express yourself openly and honestly, you don't have to like what uh, the other person says, but you can't stop them from saying it as long as it's not illegal causing, you know, though it's been found to be illegal to cry fire in a crowded, uh, a uh, movie theater where people can be trampled and killed. But if you say, I don't like something or I don't like somebody that shouldn't be, uh, censored, but see these, these guys, told, the media had a meltdown because they want to censor people. They don't like the idea that you and I can express our feelings and our beliefs freely. This is you know why I do the podcast, because this is my, my one little way to fight against the man and speak what I think and feel is the, the truth, whether you agree or disagree really doesn't matter. I'm allowed to say it and you're allowed to listen or not listen. I'm not going to force you to listen and I'm not going to punish you if you don't listen, but you know, and you have the right to believe whatever you want. We we're adults. We can have conversations. We don't have to be hateful and mean to each other just because we don't see it eye to eye. It's okay. Boy, they don't see it that way. This is a, a Brianna Keller from CNN. There are real and devastating consequences for using that platform to lie, mm -hmm. and we've seen it. We've seen yes. it happen. I, I wonder 
you know, when talking about this, it's, you know, it's kind of funny. Oh, Elon Musk wants to buy it. But there are massive life and globe altering consequences for just letting people Mm -hmm. run wild on the thing. Yeah, letting them run wild. I mean, my God, you know, letting people say what they believe and think and having differences of opinion. We can't allow that. My God. Now, keep in mind, this is the same platform that allows uh, uh, Ali Khomeini, the uh, mullah, the head mullah over in Iran, that tweets uh, death to America and how he wants to uh, obliterate Israel on a regular basis. He's got he's got a Twitter account. Uh, Maduro from uh, Venezuela, I think he's got a, a Twitter account. Uh, the Russians have a Twitter. All of the all of our enemies, China, they have Twitter accounts. They can say anything they want. That's okay, no problemo. President Trump, we got to get him off there. You know, what I mean, we can't allow this guy. No mean tweets from him. You know, that's <laughs> that was imperative for the safety of democracy. If, as you listen to them talk, which is just so laughable on its face, but. That's what to say. Well, she says it there. We can't let people run wild. I mean, we're the adults. We're your betters. Because this is what it really comes down to. It's a class war. This is not a race war. They'd like to make it into a race war. But the reality is it's a class war. And it's the elites of the media, the political elites, the business tycoons, all of our betters, and the rest of us. And we're supposed to shut up, sit down, and take it what they ever give us. And we don't get to an opinion. We don't get to have, you know, a, an opinion that's not approved of. We got to get along to get along. And we got to just suck it up if we don't like it. Well, by God, the beatings will continue until morale improves, as you used to say in the Army. So, And that's that's where they're at. And they'd be more than happy to do the beatings, starting with Jen uh, Crybaby Pisaki, I guess. So along with that, so not only did the media have a meltdown, Twitter employees absolutely lost their mind over this. They couldn't believe that an African-American wanted to buy Twitter and make it a free speech platform. Because remember, Elon Musk, is South African and he's an American. So he's an African American. Now what is, how racist is that? They're trying to stop. And the first African American that wants to buy Twitter and has the means to buy Twitter, they're trying to stop him from buying Twitter racist. <laughs> but here's a, uh, we got, we explained, you know, obtained an exclusive copy of a meeting an in-house meeting with a a Twitter employee and their in-house therapist to basically talk through the trauma of Elon Musk buying Twitter. Dr. Pollan, I'm your two o'clock. Oh, hey, Mandy. Uh, Have a seat. What can I do for you? It's terrible. I can't even. I have literally lost my ability to even. Well, let's calm down. What was it? Some sort of tragic loss? Death in the family? No, no one misgendered you, did they? No, it's even worse. Elon Musk wants to buy our company. <sighs> All right, not another one. <clears throat> All right, just tell me, 
What is it about Elon buying Twitter that actually bothers you? And remember, this is a safe space. There's no judgment here. If he buys our free speech platform, people will be able to have free speech on our platform. Well, that's just stupid. Uh, all right, let's get to the bottom of this. Let's go a little bit deeper. What exactly bothers you about somebody having free speech on our free speech platform? If we don't have the unilateral power to ban ideas we don't like, we'd actually have to discuss and defend our ideas based on their own merit. And what's the problem with that? It's just everyone who disagrees with me is a Nazi. So it's imperative that I change their mind with force and violence. Very interesting. Now, let's, let's try something else. I'm gonna hold up some shapes and I want you to tell me exactly what you see. Nazis, Nazis, Nazis. That one kind of looks like a lip. Nazis, Nazis, Adolf Hitler, Nazis. Oh, I know that one. It's the Hindu symbol for peace. Namaste. Nazis, Nazis. Donald Trump, no way, it's still Nazis. Fascinating. Now, I'm gonna ask you a question. I want you to answer honestly. Is Elon in the room with us right now? Yes, I see him at work. I see him at Whole Foods. I see him when I get into my Tesla. Next. <laughs> uh, thank you, Babylon B, for providing that video. Uh, you can't beat those guys. As as their motto goes, uh, the what is it? Uh, fake the fake news that you can believe. Uh, yeah, that. But unfortunately, there's a lot of truth to that video because they pretty much had that type of reaction. And this is how they look at the world. It's like, if you disagree with me, you're obviously a Nazi. So there you go. So with that, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, once again, my book is uh, for sale and we still have, you have a few more days to uh, purchase it at the baby book, uh, book baby uh, shop on, uh, on my webpage. And uh, if you go to the book baby uh, shop with my book page, and use the discount code podcast, you will receive a 25% discount on the list price for the paperback book. So go there, take a look at it. You can read a little bit in there, see what you think. And, uh, you know, I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's a worthwhile purchase. And I wanted to give you guys a little cut on the, the price because of all the, the stuff going on and, you know, inflations and all that good stuff. So give that a shout or give that a look. And, uh, I will put that stuff in the, the show notes. Once again, thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do share it with your friends. I'll post it on Facebook and on Twitter and get the word out. This is a, you know, a podcast that you want to listen to. We want to try to get as many people listening to this and enjoying themselves, looking at life like, Hey, you know, it may be rough, but better times are ahead. We just got to keep our chin up or chest out, you know, always kneel for God and stand for the flag. And we'll get through this with the, you know, the best we possibly can. We'll, we'll be fine. 
All right. So with that, I will talk to you guys next week.